Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Laura Bowers. Laura is the founder of PMO Boss, an innovative company revolutionizing project management and productivity through AI. With a focus on empowering small teams, particularly entrepreneurs with teams of fewer than 10, they blend cutting-edge AI tools with essential human insights to enhance productivity and operational efficiency. Their ethos is balancing technology with the irreplaceable human element, ensuring quality remains paramount. They're dedicated to leveraging AI to unlock new potentials in business operations while maintaining a people-centric approach. Thanks so much for being here today, Laura. Thank you for having me. Thrilled to have you here. This AI is, you know, such a huge... (laughs) Old (laughs) buzz. Right, exactly. (laughs) You can't help but talk about it, right? Yeah. Uh, But talk to me about, you know, we're going to talk about it um, as it relates to project management. So... Why is it so important and and how and and why with project management? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think um, AI is so huge and we don't know all the implications it's going to have and it's going to permeate every industry, right? Um, with project management, there is a lot of repetitive tasks. There's a lot of things that PMs do that um, it's minutia. It, it consumes time. Right. So you have the ability to allow the project manager to do the people part, which is really hurting cats, right? Hurting all the different people and pieces that require the relationships and the interactions. Right. But the things like meeting minutes and templates and and risk management, like you can um, use AI to help you through those pieces so you can focus on the more human part of it. Okay. That's so interesting. I get it when you say it, like I was really wondering and, and, but you say it and it makes sense to me. Are there any ethical considerations that people should be thinking about when implementing AI anywhere in business operation? Absolutely. I I think everywhere, right? Like um, AI is, is the biggest technology thing going on right now. Right. But it was social media. And before that it was the internet before that it was, you know, going from money to credit cards, right. There's Uh like, this has happened over and over and over again. Um, So it, it it is a pattern and some people are going to use AI for good. And some people are going to use AI for bad. And that is um, a really unfortunate reality that I don't think anyone should be super surprised about. Um, but that's one of the things that I like that our company is doing is that we're we're really, um, especially in these early stages, right? We're really focused on the the human part of it. That we're not just like unleashing AI, you know, <laughs> to go off and do all these crazy things without um, the human interaction. Because you, you basically have to do an input, right? So if the input is got to be coming from somewhere. Yeah. It's not a machine yeah. working autonomously, you know, yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. uh, so yeah, and to <clears throat> kind of further that, 
Um, the AI is also trained off of data sets, right? So if those data sets are biased or inaccurate or uh, prejudiced, you know, like there have been many things popping up in the news about how some of the outputs are, you know, not good. They're not being fact checked. They're not being verified. Um, so you can't just blindly use this technology and assume it's everything's going to go great. Right. All right. So how do we ensure that human element, that, that it doesn't get lost in all of these AI-driven processes? Yeah. One for me is a big one is it's quality control. So again, it's garbage in, garbage out. So the people that are using it do need to be trained, right? There's a, there's a whole industry emerging calling um, being called prompt engineering, right? How you're engineering the prompt, the command that is going into AI, um, and there's there's really it's an industry emerging like these are jobs that are hitting wow. boards daily right now. Um, so learning how to to talk to it essentially and how to ask it for what you want in a comprehensive manner to get back a response that um, is un, in alignment with what you're looking for. Okay. And then from there, making sure you are doing any fact checking. Um, so the different AI models are trained up to a certain period of time. So like something that happened in the news today is not going to be an AI model. It may not be in there for, you know, weeks, months. It just depends on how fast these things are done. Um, the last time I checked ChatGPT, which is kind of the biggest um, player in the game, or the one that made this open to the public, um, it was September of 2023 or something like that. It, it wasn't totally up to date, right? So you can actually ask the, the ChatGPT AI, you can say like, you know, um, what day are you trained up until? And you'll know what the data is is available through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and each model is different, right? So uh, all things to consider when you're looking at responses. All right. But but which brings me to this, <laughs> the question about um, being like having no tech background. Mm -hmm. How in the world? So there's these, I would say, unless you're in the tech industry or, you know, have mm -hmm. an interest in it, most entrepreneurs... Don't, you know, we plug the stuff in, we turn it on, we log in, whatever, mm -hmm. right? Fill in the blank and the stuff just works. But this feels a little different. So mm -hmm. how do we integrate this into our processes if we don't have that background? Is it really not all that complicated? So it depends on how you're using it. Now, the the area in which um, we focus is kind of, I'd almost say low-hanging fruit, like easy to implement doesn't really challenge ethical boundaries. Um, there are some companies out there doing some extremely innovative stuff um, that have to deal with much more privacy concerns and, and data management. And, you know, that that's um, luckily not where we're playing <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, so what I like to do, especially with entrepreneurs, um, anything with a creative element to it is a safe place, right? Because you can train the AI on your company's voice and this is kind of one of the first things we'll walk our clients through is uh, we do a whole kind of brand session where we understand the brand voice, the mission, what the company stands for, who their you know customers are. And you, you train the, the AI on that and you let them know what the voice is. And then that way, when you start asking for, you know, 15 social media ideas, they're in alignment with you. They're in alignment with the company and not just this random things coming, you know, coming out. You can certainly ask it and you will get a more genericized answer. But when you take the time 
to train, then you get a better output. Okay. That starts to sound like you, right? And that's, you know, can yeah. be scary for some people, but. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like good news, bad news, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Um, okay, so, uh, but what about um, like unusual business challenges? So it, it learns your voice and things are going along swimmingly. And then let's say you have a crisis situation or something. Mm-hmm. Is it able to adapt to that? Like, can it help in, in that sort of a situation? Yeah, you can um, create a prompt that tees up what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's just use a weather crisis for an example, just to pull something out of the air. Okay. But you're going to say there's been a massive flood that has impacted this town. You can give the zip code, you know, give it a whole bunch of detail about where the flooding occurred. And you can ask it for, you know, um, what are the risks and issues? What things could we consider? What What's like a recovery plan? And it may not be perfect, but yeah. you're now starting at like the 10th step instead of the first, right? So there's yeah. by no means should anyone think that this is going to be an all-inclusive, you know, you just take what the AI says and that's your plan. But <laughs> um, but it certainly is going to save you a massive amount of time because it's going to give you that answer in a few minutes, right? <laughs> As opposed to having a crisis team Right. You know, working around the clock, trying to do something similar. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting that you said that because <laughs> that was one of the things that I keep learning or being reminded of is, is that um, AI sort of gives you that launch pad, so mm-hmm. to speak, you know, yeah. with a lot of these things. But you so you don't have to start from scratch, but you do have to then read it, look at it, you know, whatever yeah. it is and make modifications. It's not going to be a finished product. Yeah. I, I love that you called it a launch pad. That's, that's really a great word for it. It just puts you ahead of where you would have been if you were trying to, you know, do all this brainstorming by yourself. Right. Which, you know, also in a crisis situation, it's difficult to do because stress makes our brain freeze up. Mm-hmm. Right. So yep. then we can't think anyway. So if you can just plug in just data. Right. It doesn't and then from there, once, once the conversation is going with the AI about the crisis and you start picking mitigation steps or, or um, uh, a plan of action, you can then say, like, help us write a press release. What, you know, what are things the fire department needs to consider? Like, you can just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. Or, you know, somebody mm-hmm. needs to make a statement to the press. And, like, Again, it may not be 100% the statement you use, right. but you're you're cutting your time um, so dramatically. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. All right. Where do we see this going? How's it- <laughs> <laughs> it's like the million dollar question. How is yeah. it all over? I, I don't even know. I, I just, I, it's almost unfathomable. I mean, like I, I've been following different AI pioneers now, right? Like as, as I've, Um, expanded into this area. I'm following some of the thought leaders and just even the products that are coming out. I mean, like there's this like uh, pin, I think they're calling it AI pin where it's going to be on your shirt and you can like talk to it. You'd be like, yeah, I saw that. (laughs) um, You can like, it'll project on your hand directions. I mean, like, it's kind of like the Jetsons, like it's what makes me think it's like the Jetsons are coming. Um, So it's, it's, um, that's an impossible question to answer, but I think the applications of it are going to be um, coming at a lightning fast speed. 
I think that's one thing. I mean, robotics is a huge area that that's using automation. That's, you know, not what we're doing. Um, but you see a ton of stuff coming out with, with robotics and AI as well. Did you see the story about the guy who was in the factory and the robot um, got mad at him and dug its claws into his back? I, I did see the headline. I didn't read the, the full story on it, but I saw the headline. It's yeah. like, scary. It's stuff. the wild west when it yeah, comes it to is the wild this, west. <laughs> this technology. It really is, which I think is one of the things. So, so it's so interesting for me, this whole evolution of this thing so far, because um, entrepreneurs, you know, we are, you know, sort of an occupational hazard that we're risk takers, that, that we're innovative by nature, right? That we like what cutting edge, what's new, bright, shiny object, all of that. On the flip side, this is the kind of thing that so many of us take a step back and say, whoa, wait a second. I'm not so sure about this thing. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to an entrepreneur who's on the hesitant side of like adopting this AI technology? Yeah, I, I would advise them to at least learn it, right? Because it is, it is not going to go away. This is like, it's Pandora's box is opened. It's not disappearing. It's going to permeate the culture and it, it just be on business, right? This is going to show up in our everyday lives in more and more ways. And it already has like, let's not be silly here, right? Like Siri and the Amazon algorithms, like right? AI has been around for a really long time. The, the big change was when open AI made it available for public use. And that happened um, November of 2022. So just over a year, we're a little over a year that this has been um, publicly available. So right. that's that's the big change because now that people have access to it, all the products are coming out and the advancements are happening at, you know, kind of a rapid rapid pace. Um, but AI, is it's nowhere near new. I think Microsoft introduced, um, I don't know if you remember that little paperclip, it was called Clippy. Yes. That was it, that was AI. And that was in like 1996, if I remember correctly. Wow. Um, <laughs> So um, that was kind of a failed launch of AI, right? Yeah. So, um, I, and so if you are hesitant, yeah. I would encourage you to at least go and start using the tools to understand them. So when people are talking about them, you're not feeling um, put off by the conversation. Uh, and then I would also recommend, um, oh, I would also recommend that you uh, follow some of the industry leaders, some of the industry thought leaders, right? Ah, yeah. Because then you can start to see where it's going um, or at least the conversations that are happening. One of the things that I have found particularly interesting is the discussion around regulation um, because there is none, right? There there is no regulation, but lawsuits are starting to pop up. Um, New York Times just sued OpenAI a week or so ago um, because the, the model was trained on you know, their data. So who knows where that's going to go? Yeah. Right. 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 uh, There's a, there's a lot um, of implications that are yet to be seen. So the way that AI exists today, it it could change, right? We don't know what's going to happen through regulation over time. So I want to um, sort of take a thread off that question and ask you, in regards to project management, right? Mm-hmm. So if there's someone listening and they're thinking, boy, I, I really would like to start implementing something like this into yeah. our project management, you know, maybe just in one area, excuse me, or, or whatever. How would you suggest, you know, like, is 
how do they start? What should they be Mm -hmm. thinking about? That sort of thing. Yeah. I think there's some levels to this, right? So like the really easy, um, to me, no brainer solution for a project manager, um, is some of this note-taking software. Um, there's some AI tools out there that companies can invest in, um, most likely commercial, because I'm sure the government will take time to, to adapt to some of these things. Yeah. But for commercial use, you can buy a tool that um, hooks into a Zoom meeting and within five minutes, two minutes of the meeting ending, you have meeting summary, action items, uh, you know, transcript. So that helps with your accessibility issues. I mean, People aren't hiring project managers and transcriptionists, right? Right. <laughs> so it's it's not even so much um, in that case about job loss. It's really about a, a service enhancement or value added at that point. Um, so that's, that's another way to look at this. I know a lot of people are very um, apprehensive about what this is going to do to job markets, and it will yeah. have impact, right? There's certainly going to be some changes we're going to see. But I think in um, specifically the entrepreneur space where you don't have huge budgets to hire the staff, you you know, your dream staff, this actually allows you to um, add value to your services right. when you're working on that kind of bootstrap budget as, as an entrepreneur. And it so sounds like, right. And and something you said before that, that I feel like is being confirmed right now is um, it removes some of those mundane necessary tasks. Oh, right? Yeah, I have spent more time than I care to calculate taking notes and writing notes and doing minutes. And then the, 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 the truth of the matter is, is that if you're taking the notes, you're not actively participating yeah, in the meeting. Right. So, I mean, I've been in the scenario where I've been facilitating note-taking, like <laughs> it's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this, this alleviates that, you know, problem where you can just freely participate in a meeting, you know, the record's going to be captured. And I've done some, you know, testing of the tool I use, like it's comprehensive. It's, you know, I'll do a quick scan after and I'm like, wow, it nailed it. It, it like, I don't see anything missing here. And it it's, uh, believe it or not, it's like capturing tone. Like it's uh-huh. just incredible. Um, how it surmises the information. I was just on a um, on a committee meeting earlier today, and so we decided to try the Zoom um, catch-up. Uh, yeah. you, you know, the catch-up thing, and it was hysterical. We were all laughing because it, it got exactly what the conversation was and then went, it's a lighthearted conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not too serious. It's this, that, yeah. It, it just, yeah, nailed it. These tools do surprisingly well at like, um, uh, masking the sarcasm too, right? Because like, I know that sometimes when you take notes, you know, you joke around, you're like, I'm going to put that in the minutes, right? And it'll, it, it will capture kind of some of that essence without telling on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Really true. Now, yeah. it does bring me to a question though, because I feel like what we're talking about, like, especially in, in meetings and, and planning sessions and stuff, um, that that there's, that this works like when they're virtual, mm-hmm. but are there ways of using artificial intelligence? Like if you're in a room full of people and you're going through a planning session? Yeah. The, the simple solution, I don't know if there are better uh, solutions for this, but it would be just turning on a computer, with on. A Zoom, you know, just having them attend in the room yeah. as, a, as a Zoom attendee, yeah. um, capturing the audio, audio. That to me seems like the easiest um, I imagine other solutions will come to play if they're not already out there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Boy, it is so fascinating. And and it is so fast. Just, yeah. you know, the way that it is 
Well, I mean, we feel like it's fast. When you say that, you know, Clippy was in 1996, <laughs> then, you know, not so much. But right. OpenAI, you know, launches to the public a little over it, a year. It ago. was huge. They they hit their 100 million users in the fastest of any application ever. Like, I believe it was a, what, TikTok took like nine months. They did it, in, you know, way less than that. Yeah. Uh, the adoption rate of ChatGPT was, was enormous. And then the crazy part is, um, is there's still a huge number of people that haven't touched it. So even though like, you know, massive interest, there is yeah. still a majority. It's a majority that hasn't touched it, could be scared of it. Like oh, there's a whole bunch of, you know, public opinion around it. Right. So can you imagine? I mean, when it mm-hmm. just, yeah, yeah. I, I find it interesting. I use it for this podcast, actually, Yeah. Um, at w- which is a huge time saver, but it's also a lifesaver because then I don't have to think. Right. 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 About a lot of things. Same thing. I mean, taking the podcast thing, it's like you're writing, um, you know, I had to write my bio and it's like, okay, well, this is me and it gives me bio ideas and maybe I don't like every sentence, but I'll get some word. I'm like, oh, you know that. And so it's still human. Yes. But it's just like, you're you're juicing it up. (laughs) Exactly. It's like if you had an assistant who would, write the newsletter draft Mm -hmm. and then you would take it or would write the marketing piece, whatever, and you would take it and then you would finesse it, right? You know, put the finishing touches on it. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Wow. Wow. Laura, I mean, this is, you know, and, and you get it so well. I mean, this is really, it's impressive. Yeah. Well, I, I came out as an entrepreneur like this, this past year is when I opened my company and I, um, found myself constantly using it. And I was like, wait a second, this is the business. <laughs> like, this is it. <laughs> um, so I, you know, it's, it's, I feel, um, I feel like it's just one of those times in history where, you know, right time, right place. And, um, I have mm-hmm. been in it for most of my career. So it's, it is a area of interest just on a personal level too, of, of what is this thing? How can it help me? Um, yeah. I've used it to help me write letters of recommendations for people. I mean, I used it to help, um, I was, I'm a Girl Scout troop leader. And I use it to help me come up with Girl Scout troop, like uh, meeting ideas, <laughs> you know? Right? So it's like the applications of this are, are truly endless. Yes. Yes. I know. It's really true. Now, um, that's so interesting. You just gave me an idea. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I love that, that because this is what we need. We need people who understand IT, like aren't afraid mm-hmm. of it, whatever, who embrace it, learn about it, and then are able to you know, help the rest of us mm. implement so that, you know, why should we all, I, I get it. We should all get familiar with it and learn it, but you know, this is one of these, let's not reinvent the wheel sort of things. Yeah. Right? So, so speaking of which stuff, so thank you so much for doing this. Um, but speaking of which, will you tell the listeners how they can find you? Yeah. So everything is on our uh, website, the PMO boss. Uh, we do run a program called AI simplified. So if you know, you are someone that's, little timid or not quite sure where to start or maybe overwhelmed because that's the other thing. It's such a tremendous amount of information. Maybe you think it's the coolest thing ever. You just don't know where to start. Um, We do have a a group, um, AI Simplified, where where you might be able to find some help there. Wonderful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, I so appreciate you spending this time with me. So Mm -hmm. again, thank you. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast 
and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzoir, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you wanna learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian jiu-jitsu in life. We've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.